on Triple M Mining HQ. Hello and welcome to your Monday edition of Mining HQ. I'm Pablo Miller and today Chris Lamesia, he is out and about. He's got that roving mic and he's out at the RIU Resurgence Conference which was held last week in Perth CBD. Now it's all about what could be the next big discovery in a diverse range of commodities. So let's get into things. Come on, Chris. Hello, Pablo. We are with Sean, Sean Sivasami from Metals Grove and also Richard Beasley. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Very well, thanks. We're floating around the conference and we're getting a brief on companies. So with Metals Grove, West Australian, we're talking about critical minerals. First up, Sean, can you give us a background on your projects, where they are? So we have a, a five high-quality projects, uh, two in Western Australia and three in Northern Territory. The Western Australian projects are uh, uh, lithium and uh, manganese projects in Pilbara, where we got all the existing Pilbara uh, lithium operators, which is 60 kilometers around that area. We just recently kicked that our uh, exploration drilling campaign, the inaugural drilling campaign yesterday. Uh, and we're going to continue drilling on our key projects and rare earths and Northern Territory following the success of this drilling program. And we get that, as I mentioned before, that lithium and rare earth is the, our uh, key project, which will be we are spending more time and money on that projects. And when did you work out that you wanted to be a part of a lithium and critical minerals? Does this go back how long ago when you sat around the boardroom table and you had to find out the tenements? See, the, the lithium and rare earth projects, we assembled these projects in uh, the uh, middle of last year. And we acquired that rare earth project uh, uh, from one of the listed entity uh, and listed on ISX in uh, July, sorry, uh, July, July 6. So it's a very five-year-old young baby. We have a long way to go. Sean, I've got to ask you, being from, you told me you're from India originally, and now here you are in Perth, WA. How did that eventuate for you with your background in minerals? Yeah, like originally from India, I moved 22 years ago. Now, like like I'm through Aussie and and and, and like I, I I love my cricket. <laughs> yeah, and like this is my way of like Australian way of life now. Yeah. And with us also, non-executive chairman Richard Beasley. Richard, good to have you here too. Yes, thanks, Chris. Great to sit here and have a chat with you. Now, what about the background for you? How long have you been with Metals Grove? Well, I've been involved a few months really before the IPO, so I'm a new addition to the work Sean's put in. I've known Sean loosely through associations with previous companies over the years, and uh, we've decided to get together and, and, and put this, this project together in its packages and take it forward. And I have to say, so far, a few months in now after IPO, it's been really exciting. And uh, today we've got our first drill on the ground up in the Pilbara, so pretty excited about that and we're really anxious now to see the results come through in the next few weeks. Well, it sounds like you did very well to get a, a drill rig. They're pretty hard to get these days. Is that something you had to tender for or work a long time ago? It's all about who you know in this, in this industry. Uh, look, there's a bit of luck there, but up there in the Pilbara, we know our neighbours, and uh, it's really working with the neighbours, just with a bit of synergy there. They have rigs there. We can tie on a program on the back of them. Saves on mob costs, saves the drillers just packing up and moving elsewhere and, and wasting time. For them, it's obviously money's drill time in the ground, not, not loading up trucks and moving around the countryside. So really working with everyone around us in the industry is part of the deal. So for the listeners of Mining HQ, 
If you're on the podium right now and you're thinking about becoming an investor for Metals Grove, what would you be saying? Metals Grove, as I mentioned, is very exciting uh, five projects. And that you know, lithium project has been historically minus a tin mine, which is, you can say, Green Bush was a tin mine, now it's turned into a lithium mine. We're hoping that we will be one of those ones in those days. So, like, I'm like, this is a very uh, good opportunity for the investors. It has a great opportunity, great potential. It has more values for the money. Sean and Richard, thank you for being on Mining HQ. We wish you all the best at the conference. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. We're going to have a chat to David Detata. He's the director for SER, which stands for Strategic Energy Resources. G'day, David. Nice to meet. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm really well, and I'm coming into your booth very much as a novice. I know as far as your exploration projects go, it's all about gold and copper. How many places are you targeting? Well, quite a few, actually. We are a specialist undercover explorer looking for copper gold. Across Australia, our flagic projects are in the undercover areas of Mount Isa. So for us, project generation is our number one focus. What we'd like to do is uh, generate projects internally. So we look for known economic deposits around Australia. And in Queensland, there's the obviously Ernest Henry. And there's also the, the gunpowder deposits uh, in the Mount Isa succession. And we find those projects and then target them as those geological faults head undercover. So our view is that if there's mineralisation towards the surface, the same faults that host them will have mineralisation at depth. So then we secure as much land package as we can and start the exploration progress from there. And how are things going at the moment as far as the exploration goes? Have you had results back? Uh, we've just run a gravity survey in Queensland, which is very positive. Some results there will help us target copper, gold and nickel at our um, Kenobi project. So apart from that, we've also got another project in, Queen, in uh, sorry, New South Wales, which is currently suffering from some weather events over there, which is making ground difficult. So we're just holding off to get on ground early next year. Now, I realise in resources you don't have that crystal ball, and sometimes it's a, a real long time length to actually say, OK, we're going to become a producer. How far away do you think that could be? Oh, for us, our goal as a company is to find a project and advance it, de-risk it to the point where we can get a major interest in. So for us, that's paid off a couple of times, but um, just recently we had uh, some ground that we had around the Evolution Gold Mine uh, in, in, and we were able to then transact that for cash. Yeah, so that allows us to fund the company through the next phase um, with some cash injection from Evolution. So that's really quite one arm to our strategy in allowing us to explore and under Greenfields projects, which are rather expensive. So I'm looking at the map and um, wow, as far as these projects go, we've got um, Adelaide, uh, South Australia, we've got uh, the Territory, we've got Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria. How did these all come to be? Well, under the same strategy where we're identifying major mineral deposits and heading undercover. The thing with going into uh, undercover areas in virgin ter terrain where there is uh, no other explorers, it's a lengthy time period from taking the ground, say for instance nearly a 1,500 square kilometre holding, and actually running it through a process where it goes from application to being allowed to get on ground, but then also the other things that native title surveys, etc. So it can actually take somewhere between 18 months to two and a half years before you can actually do any active exploration. So we like to have a pipeline of projects at various stages because we know that if a potential transaction comes on like a JV, we then have to find the next project. So without having one in the back burner that we're actually is the next one in line, we find ourselves in a position where we have a JV, but we actually don't have any projects. So, so that's the reason why we have a number of projects going. 
And I'm curious to know, is this quite a niche in the marketplace with what you're doing with the uh, specialization of Undercover Explorer? There, we're finding that for juniors, it is very much specialized and that's because of the cost involved. So we have to have a strategy where we can also bring in income or, or revenue to allow us to do that next um, line of project generation. But undercover exploration is just expensive and you're not going to get any quick results. It's a couple of years to get something that might be worth drilling. Wish you all the best and thanks for having a chat. Thank you. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast. Available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.